And now it's time for Madison's Mad Facts with your host, Madison Standish. Hey, everybody, it's Madison. Welcome to another Madison on the Air bonus feature of Madison's Mad Facts, where we look at the way things were in real life back during these old-timey radio shows. Our latest episode is a Christmas double feature of Batman and Robin and Wonder Woman, taken from the pages of their comics of the 1940s. This got me thinking about how World War II affected the Christmas season and how a lot of those differences created new traditions we still celebrate today. With me to converse about Christmas is the voice of our caped crusader himself, Jeremy Sage. Hey, Jeremy. Sup? I'm Batman. I'm sorry. I just I just had to do it once. Hey there, Madison. How's it going? Uh, thank you for having me on. So happy to talk about this with you. So we're not hitting the religious side of Christmas, but more about it as a time of family and how World War II impacted that on the home front, as they would say. (laughs) What was one of the first major changes the war brought to Americans celebrating Christmas? Well, the biggest impact on Americans was rationing. There were certain goods that were in limited supply to the people back home in order to have the materials needed to support the troops and the war effort overseas. This included everything from foods, uh, raw materials like tin and rubber and gasoline. Start with foods. There were a lot of foods being rationed during the war. A major one American households had to live without was sugar. Oh, right! In our Halloween episode from last year, we talk about the lack of candy and other sugary treats having to be replaced with things like popcorn balls and apples. Exactly. So the traditional Christmas baking and large meals had to be scaled back. Many families would save their ration stamps so that they could have one big special meal for Christmas Day. Or at least a modified version of their celebrations from before the war. Many recipes emerged with clever substitutions for those hard-to-get ingredients. Carrots were used a lot to replace sugar as they have a lot of natural sugars, and recipes for cakes that could be made without eggs, butter, or milk were popular. (laughs) The vegans would have been happy for that one. OMG, I gotta write a World War II recipe book. Eating vegan before there were vegans. For the main course, ham was rationed at this time. So instead, people chose turkey, which wasn't under ration restraints. However, in an attempt to provide some semblance of a holiday to the soldiers overseas, the government sent turkeys abroad, creating a shortage in the states. Okay, and I've always heard tin and rubber were being saved for the war effort. How did that affect Christmas? Those materials were used in toys. Remember, at the time, plastic was just emerging. It wasn't commonplace, and most toys were made from different raw metals. So without those materials, companies instead used wood and cardboard for toy making. Wood was substitute to make toy tanks, cars, or airplanes. There was a popular toy during this time called Build-A-Set, what you might think of as early Legos. The set provided children with cut-out cardboard pieces and directions on how to use them to build different objects such as bridges, cars, or even animals. Paper, too, was limited, so even books weren't readily available for gifts. And while clothing was never rationed in the United States, there were restrictions. And a patriotic citizen would be encouraged to make do with less. And Christmas decorations were impacted, too, right? Yeah, much like the raw materials required for toys, tin and aluminum was used in making ornaments and other decorations. Plus, the glass-blown ornaments often adorning a Christmas tree were actually German in origin, so many people destroyed the ornaments they had. This was also true of any Japanese lanterns or other decor from the Orient. Frankfurters became hot dogs. Exactly. So glad Freedom Fries never caught on. And Christmas trees were in a shortage as well. 
There wasn't the manpower to go out and chop down the trees, and the railways used to transport them were being prioritized for the war efforts. So Americans bought locally made visca artificial trees. Visca is an artificial straw that can be braided, woven, or knitted. And not a lot of outdoor lighting displays either, huh? After Pearl Harbor, most major cities, especially on the West Coast, were in strict blackout orders. There was fear that lights at night would give the Japanese bombers a target. Street lights would be turned out, and buildings and homes had to cover their windows to keep any light from being visible. So no one was allowed outdoor Christmas lights, and even townships who traditionally would have a tree lighting ceremony or other decorations would have to wait until after the war to return to these traditions. And you mentioned gasoline was being rationed. How did that affect Christmas celebrations? Travel. Remember, rationing is about every citizen being granted a limited amount of each resource. This wasn't a time of just high gas prices, but if you were willing to pay it, you could always get as much gas as you want. Legally, families were only allotted a certain amount of gallons per week. That gas had to be reserved for getting to work, the store, or other necessities. Traveling to visit relatives out of town was seen as wasteful. How about how World War II affected Christmas music? Well, some staples of Christmas music we think of today, like White Christmas, I'll Be Home for Christmas, and Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, were all written during World War II, creating a wistful vision of a warm home full of family on Christmas. An image of hope for the soldiers abroad and for the families at home celebrating without their loved ones. And the war actually changed the meaning of Christmas celebrations. Yeah, it did. Interestingly, prior to World War II, Christmas was seen more as a personal and quiet religious celebration amongst family. But with families separated through the war years, it grew in importance. A semblance of normalcy, a time to remember what really mattered, and a unifying event to make people feel connected, even if they were separated. Hanukkah, too, grew more important during this period. With the Jewish holiday falling around the same time as the Christian holiday, it had the same effect on Jewish families missing their loved ones serving abroad. Tell us how the war affected Christmas shopping. Well, you hear every year people complaining about stores putting out their Christmas items earlier and earlier, right? Yeah, there's a sort of divide in this country between people who don't want Christmas to start until after Thanksgiving and those who welcome it even before the Halloween decorations are down. So Christmas appearing early in stores could be traced back to World War II. Shipping items abroad during the war took a long time. It literally could be months before a package from the States found its way to the recipients at the front. And if you think UPS or the post office is bombarded with people shipping gifts today, back then the burden was tenfold. So families were encouraged to shop early and send their Christmas packages months before the holiday. Incidentally, if you ever refer to your Christmas goodie box as a care package, this also got its origin thanks to World War II. After the war, Europeans were left to rebuild their communities and vital items were in short supply. A coalition of charities in the United States called the Cooperative for American Remittances to Europe, or C-A-R-E, CARE, worked to send supplies such as food, toiletries, and clothing to the citizens abroad. These boxes of necessities were called CARE packages. So how we celebrate Christmas today really was impacted by World War II. Absolutely. Once the troops came home, America experienced a time of growth and affluence. GIs started families. Yes, that's why they're called boomers, because this was the beginning of the baby boom. And the growing families used the Christmas season to celebrate togetherness in a way they couldn't during the war. Americans started going all out with gift-giving, decorating, and huge feasts that is still a part of our traditions today. Well, thank you, Jeremy, for this look into Christmas during World War II. Well, thank you so much for having me on to talk about it. 
Nothing I like more than the origin of things that we seem to find commonplace nowadays. Right? And who knows what we're starting now that in 70 years will be a holiday tradition. But let's hope our only modern-day contribution isn't Mariah Carey. Have a wonderful holiday, Madison. You too, Jeremy! And thank you all for listening to our little bonus feature of Madison's Mad Facts. If you're still in the Christmas spirit, go check out our Mad Facts from last December discussing the history of department store Santas. Ho, ho, ho! And don't forget, new episodes of Madison on the Air premiere the first of every month. Merry Holidays!